Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast, where our goal is to motivate and inspire you to live your best life in the most authentic way, because really everyone should be living a life that they enjoy, and we can design that life if we so choose to. So I hope that you are having a wonderful day wherever you're listening to this podcast and that you are appreciating the moment that you're in. And I say it that way in terms of my welcome because today we're going to be talking about the different seasons of life and how to identify what season you're in and how to prepare for the different seasons of life because we all know that life is sort of like the ocean. It ebbs and flows. There's waves, there's animals and life and a whole world underneath the surface. And then there's the surface and then there's things going on above the surface. Life is dimensional. And with every life, there is a season, there's a timing and a purpose for everything. And some things are, are seasonal in terms of like, if you think about a tree, There's a time for the tree to grow its roots. There's a time for the tree to grow. There's a time for the tree to prepare to produce fruit. And there's a time to produce that fruit. And then there's a time to release the fruit and let it fall to the ground or blossom the flower. And then the season for the leaves to wither and for those to fall off of the tree and for the tree to become bare and sort of hibernate and then prepare for the next growing season. So, you know, I use the tree as an example, but really everything in life has a season. Every animal is born, grows, develops, lives, then dies or passes on, you know, even insects (laughs) have a lifespan. So, you know, there's seasons to everything. And Knowing what season you're in is key to being successful in every season of your life. There's certain skill sets, there's certain mindsets, there's certain ways of viewing the world that benefit you more in some seasons than in others. So for example, when you're born and you're a baby, what are you focused on? Well, we're not even aware we can't ask a baby, right? But we can sort of tell that they're mostly focused on eating, sleeping, and growing. (laughs) That's what babies do. And then as time goes on, and especially in the first year of a child's life or a baby's life, the development is just astronomical. I mean, they, they come out and all they know how to do is eat, sleep and, you know, grow without even thinking about it because their cells and their body is sort of on autopilot. But as the year develops, they're learning to recognize faces and voices and smile and imitate expressions. And then they they graduate to different types of food. Some babies learn to crawl and roll over and walk in the first year. Others take a little bit longer. But in that season, it's really about development and growing, right? And then they move on to the toddler phase where it's learning and integrating and emotion regulation. If you've ever had a two-year-old or been around a two-year-old, you'll know exactly what I mean. They're learning, they're experiencing emotions and then learning how to regulate them, hopefully. Um, And then once it's time for preschool, it's really focused on learning and, you know, gathering information and developing new neural pathways and, you know, figuring out what information goes where and just really learning and the brain is growing and developing. So my point is that there's a season for everything, right? 
and we all prepare and develop for different seasons. There's ways to eat for particular seasons. There's ways in, there's ways to think for particular seasons. You know, if we think about the weather, there's ways to dress in different seasons. We're not going to dress the same way in summer as we do in winter, right? Unless you're living somewhere like Hawaii, but even then there's an ebb and flow to the different seasons. There's different holidays, you know, the energy changes um, in society, everything nothing stays the same, right? Nothing is stagnant. Everything is the thing you can count on is that things will change, right? And for some people, that's easier than others to deal with. Some people are very, you know, they like consistency, they like to know what's happening. They like certainty. Other people thrive on change, and they love something different every day. And you know, new things coming and new things to learn and experience. And some people are a mixture of both. And knowing that about yourself is helpful so that you can set yourself up for success to prepare for the next seasons in life. So how do you know what season you're in? You know, becoming self-aware is a skill. Not everybody is self-aware. And the way that you become self-aware is to practice mindfulness. And what do I mean by mindfulness? It's really, you know, some people, depending on what type of personality you are, some people are like me and more introverted and are, I'm more mindful in a quiet space where there's nobody else around me. Sometimes it's in nature, sometimes it's not, but generally it's an atmosphere where there's quiet where I can hear my own thoughts, I can meditate and marinate on what comes up if I just sit quietly and let the thoughts sort of bubble up and the emotions bubble up and then recognize, hmm, I'm feeling this way or hmm, that's an interesting thought. I wonder why I'm having that thought and then sort of um, experiment and explore what comes up. Other people are more extroverted and for them, they might thrive talking with people. So my husband happens to be very extroverted and I mean, he'll talk for hours. <laughs> and while he's talking, though, he's gaining insight into things that he's thinking, things that he's been working on, because he's an external processor. So he processes out loud. So as I'm as he's talking about things, he's getting revelation, he's getting insight, like, oh, wow. And as I'm talking it out, I can hear what I'm saying. And then the brain processes and he's like, oh, wow, that's something new. Whereas I do that more internally. So identifying what type of person you are is important so that you can practice mindfulness. And it doesn't take like a long time to practice mindfulness. You know, right when you wake up in the morning, you can before you know, you hit snooze, if you hit snooze, or, you know, in that five, 10 minutes before you get out of bed, you can sit with yourself or lay with yourself and and really become aware and mindful about what you're thinking, how you're feeling, that sort of thing. You can do it during the day. It really can take a few moments. And then if it's helpful for you, you can actually do it for longer periods of time. So being mindful can help you identify what season of life you're in. Because when you're being mindful and being present with yourself, You'll know if you're feeling frustrated about something, if you're feeling excited about something, if, you know, a certain topic is, you know, sort of coming up a lot for you and paying attention to the clues that your mind and your emotions give you is important. So for example, um, you know, I've had seasons of life where, so I was, I was in college 
and I was nannying for my cousin. So I was helping to raise my cousins, you know, when I was home on break and during the summers and that kind of thing. And after a couple years of that, I started to get frustrated and I recognized, like, I love my cousins. I loved spending time with them. The bonus was getting paid for it. Um, watching them grow and develop and doing everything except for breastfeeding them was great because um, I sort of felt like I got that mothering out of me. Um, but I started to get frustrated after a couple years. And it was different than the beginning when I was excited and loving it. And so I recognized that. And I, well, why am I getting frustrated? Where is that coming from? So not judging the emotion, but just identifying it and saying, well, where is this coming from? What does this mean? And it was because it was time for a season change. It was a time for me to start focusing more on my life and my goals and getting a job for me that didn't necessarily include being a nanny anymore or, or focusing so much on somebody else's children, but really about, okay, well, let's get a job that's going to focus on Michelle and building her skill sets. Um, because it's it's now that time of season, I was getting ready to graduate and, you know, get my first professional job, um, which I did in between grad school. So I had I went to undergrad, and then I went to grad school, but I had a job in between that. So my point is that, identifying what comes up what comes up for you when you're in those moments of mindfulness is important because it'll help you identify if it's time for a season change if it's time for persistence so you know a couple of years ago in my current job I was getting frustrated and I was like oh I'm ready for a new job a new experience I'm done with this job but it wasn't really the season for me to change jobs it was a season for me to grow and develop in endurance and patience and persistence and develop skill sets that I can stand for the long term. And what happens is, is when you identify what season it is, you can start to set yourself up for success. So because I was frustrated in my job a couple years ago, and I recognized it was this, it was not the season for me to change jobs. And so I said, Okay, well, how am I going to not be frustrated in my current season? And I recognized that I needed to pay more attention to self-care because I had let my job become the primary focus rather than me because your life is not your job. Your job is something that you do and it can be a passion. It can be a part of your life, but it is not your life because your job is not going to be there in the end of life when your life is over, right? So what I did was I started to focus more on self care. And as I did that, my frustration went away. And suddenly, the job became more bearable. And then a new opportunity within the job, a new position opened up. And I said, you know, I think it's time for me to take a different position, stay with the same company, stay with the same job, but maybe a new challenge, a new position. And it was the season for me to do that. And I actually got the position and have enjoyed it uh, for the last, you know, year and a half or so. So setting yourself up for success, when you recognize what season it is, and that it may be time for a season change is important as well. So when you recognize so when you recognize that the season's going to change. So for example, right now in Texas is winter. But I know that spring is coming, right? Because we're at the end of January, spring is coming. So I know that I'm going to have to start taking some spring clothes out of the closet because 
the weather's going to get warmer, especially here in Texas, it's going to warm up. So I'm going to need some lighter clothes, I will I will be able to put my jet my heavier jackets away. So preparing my closet for a different clothing to wear is important so that when spring comes, I'm not surprised. Oh my gosh, where are all my lighter clothes? I don't know where to find them. Well, no, you can prepare for that before the season comes. Same thing, let's say you're planning to buy a house, but it's not the right season to buy a house. Well, you know, you're going to have to put a down payment down on this house, right? So it might be the time to start saving some money, creating a budget, paying off some debt. That helps set yourself up for success for when it is time to then purchase that home. You won't have to scramble to find some money, right? Let's say it's a season of, this is a good one. So when I, I, I got married at sort of an older age, I was 32 when I got married and um, getting married was something that I knew I wanted to embark on in my life. I didn't want to be single forever. And in my 20s, I knew it wasn't a season to get married, but I really wanted it. So I would date a lot of guys and they were the wrong people. But I was sort of sifting through figuring out, you know, okay, I like this. I like that. That's my non-negotiable. You know, this is what I can put up with forever. This not so much, you know, that kind of thing. Learning about myself in relationships and growing as a person so that I could be the best wife that I could be. But when I decided that I, I said, you know, I really want to get married. And I looked around at the people in my life. And there are not a lot of successful marriages around my life and in my personal circle. So I had my grandparents who are now 98 years old, 99 years old, and they've been married for at least 40 something years now. It's their second marriage for both of them. But that was really the only marriage of stability that I was exposed to. Um, I had another marriage that I knew of in my circle was one of my mentor at the time. And she'd been married for about 10 years. But really, I didn't have a lot of successful marriages to look at. So knowing that my season of marriage was coming up because I really wanted it. And I said, you know, let me prepare myself. And so I got books on marriage. I got books on how to prepare for marriage. I got books on communication. What does it mean to be a good wife? Because being a wife is not just all of the roses and, you know, it's a lot of work. Marriage is a lot of work to have a successful marriage. And it, it's a give and take, it's a compromise, and you really have to grow and develop as a person. And so I took about a year to really prepare. And then I was out of practice of dating. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm rusty. <laughs> Let me go out on some dates and get used to that. And so I was still preparing for marriage mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and then I met my husband and we literally got married. We met, met in per we met online, met in person, got married within 90 days because both of us were older. We had both done the work of preparing for marriage before we met each other. So when we met, we sort of got through all of the initial dating stuff that happens and the mask, you know, that you put on for other people. And so we were and we did it, got married. Now those first couple years were very difficult. But we didn't quit on the marriage because we knew that the, it was a season, a season of getting to know each other, a season of, you know, settling in. We were both, you know, early 30s, had been single all this time. You kind of get set in your ways. And so we knew there was going to be a season of adjustment. And so we were preparing ourselves for that. Now, was it easy? No, it was extremely rocky. We had some very dark days. But now we've been married for over 12 years and it's great, you know, and every 
every season of marriage is different as well. So every relationship that you go through has different seasons. You know, I think about my relationship with my mother and think about your parents, your siblings, the, you know, you go through different seasons of life and seasons of relationship with your family members, especially your parents, you know, as you age and you go through, you know, elementary school and then junior high school and high school and college and then you're an adult and then you're a young adult sort of making your way in the world, your relationship with your parents changes. And with each season of change comes new rules, new boundaries, new skill sets that we need to develop. And so it behooves us and it, it only benefits us if we can anticipate different seasons of life. And then, you know, Google is amazing and there's so much information out there. So if you know that a season of life is coming, you know, you can Google the different skill sets. There's eBooks galore out there. There's courses, there's podcasts, there's different things that you can do to, learn about the season of life that's upcoming for you, or a season of relationship. So for example, you know, you can research marriage, you can research getting out of debt, you can research, you know, change with your parents as seasons of life go on as your parents age, you know, different boundaries and different rules come up. And it's amazing that when you start to gather information, to be mindful, to be aware, to be present in your life, it's incredible that the resources, the information, the people that you need to be successful show up in your life. There is a quote by Og Mandingo that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And I love that because it's so true. There are so many times in my life when I can look back and when I was ready for a lesson of life, or when I was ready for development as a person, inevitably a person would come into my life to teach me. Now, sometimes the, the teacher was with a situation or a circumstance that I did not like. <laughs> it was not one of those positive experiences. It was one of those experiences where you learn, this is not how I want to be. This is an example of what not to do. This experience is making me uncomfortable and I hate it, but I'm going to walk it through. I'm going to take the lessons and I'm going to say goodbye to this season when it's done. And once I learn the lesson, I'm never coming around this mountain again. And then other, other seasons, the teacher would be exactly what I wanted it to be. It would be, you know, supportive and encouraging and motivating and growth and development and all of that. And what's important, I think, also in every season of life is gratitude. It is incredible the difference that gratitude can make in your life. And it goes back to mindset. And we've talked about this on other podcasts. You know, the way that you choose to interpret meaning on a situation or a circumstance or a season of life is key. And when you when you apply gratitude, it makes all the difference, even if it's a horrible situation. And I've had situations where we have had literally pennies in the bank, couldn't even afford to go to the grocery store, right? But I was still choosing to be grateful that I had a roof over my head and that I wasn't starving and I could afford to miss a meal or two because I had some extra, you know, cuddly warmth on my body to keep me through. And as I focused on what I was grateful for, what I needed showed up in life. 
And so I encourage you to every day practice saying at least one or two things that you're grateful for. Even if it's only, I'm grateful that I woke up on this side of the dirt with another opportunity to try and make it work. That's enough to start with. In any season of life, in any situation, and in any circumstance, there is always something to be grateful for. And it's a practice that I do every single day. And it's something that I've really encouraged my husband to do as well. And I'll, I'll even prompt him and ask, babe, what are you grateful for today? And I'll, I'll share, you know, I'm grateful for this today. I'm grateful for that today. And even if it's being grateful for another person's attitude or smile, you know, I've been at Whole Foods and I'm, I'll say to the cashier, you know, I appreciate you always smiling. I love coming to your aisle to check out. And that makes her day, but it's also showing that I'm grateful for some positivity in the world because some days are hard and some days that was the only smile that I would get. And I wanted to show that I was appreciative of that and grateful for that. It not only made her day, but it also made my day to make someone else smile. And so when we're grateful, it can shift your mindset and your viewpoint, which then starts a positive loop of experience for you. So I encourage you today to practice gratitude, to be mindful, to be aware, and to prepare and set yourself up for success for any season of life that you may find yourself in. And until next time, keep walking.